Beautiful. Let me just change the orientation a little bit. Okay, I think we are good to go. Sound clock. Ready? One, two, three. Welcome to Spar Talk News Talk. Your yes, bloody yes. working class source for the news you need and the takes you trust. Because it's just us two Detroit boys doing all the reporting tech and interviews once a week. We are coming to you from the vibrant working class community of Southwest Detroit, Mexican town. Bring the heat by direct result of bringing the lights is my co-host and co-producer, Hakeem Walker. Hakeem, Hello, sir. how is your cleanse coming? Oh, it's rough, but you know. Still rough? Um, yeah, I mean, I went to the sauna the other day. This is sound super hipster right now. Uh, but yeah trying to clearing out the body, trying to get healthy. Right. Uh, you know, we got, you feel uh, healthier. I don't feel healthier, but you know, it's the end result that matters. So you're not supposed feel, to feel healthier. I feel worse actually, if you okay. want to be honest. Um, but you know, I got another four weeks and we're going to stick it out. We'll see. Uh, on our uh, technical report front, uh, we, we, we fixed the sound kind of, um, and uh, oh, my thing went out for a second. Um, uh, speaking of technical uh, reports, uh, but we're doing a few things this time that that should make it even better. Uh, how'd you like last week's episode, Hakeem? I think it went really well. Great guest, uh, great information, great perspective. So hopefully you can repeat that this week. Yeah, thanks, Olivia, for coming on. Um, in any case, it is Tuesday, March 30th, and today in the news. We're leading with way too much, too too many of these stories lately. Uh, New York City police are investigating two brutal attacks on Asian Americans, one against a 65-year-old woman heading uh, to church, actually thrown to the ground in front of a hotel building and stomped on by a man spewing slurs the whole time. Uh, the doormen watched on from the hotel, uh, closing the door between them and the attack. Joe Biden announced a series of executive actions today to address anti-Asian anti violence. This was one uh, we should have taken more time with uh, last week. Uh, five White House staffers were fired over marijuana use. White House Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki confirmed a couple Fridays ago and that, uh, that numerous staffers were also penalized for the use of weed in their past, even though they were told that they wouldn't be when they were hired. Um, I don't think- What's the Maryland laws in uh, Maryland, in uh, DC? In DC, it's legal. So- which is, which is wild because it's still illegal. It's still illegal federally. So- Because they're federal employees, that's why they're, yeah. So. No, it's like a holdover from that but but again if you're you're telling them that they're not going to be penalized from it when they hire when they're hired i don't know this is not the sort of thing that i think is is surprising for joe biden he's like probably the one of the worst issues for his record and uh and this is and this and conflicts abroad are two issues that that uh honestly trump was at least marginally better at least rhetorically i would say yeah um but I don't know. Um, Hakeem, I, I should ask you do, you, do you see Biden ever being better on the drug war than his predecessors? Yeah, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think he, uh, he'll just toe the, toe the line and uh, he might impact other areas, but not this one. 
not rock the not rock the boat. He's not going to rock the boat in this right. one at all. Um, new reports are uh, surfacing that Amazon warehouse workers and delivery staff still have to pee in bottles. Moreover, uh, company documents suggest that they knew that their employees were being forced to pee in bottles as early as January. Uh, after a categorical denial like- <laughs> on Twitter that this ever occurred. This is like third world country stuff. Oh my God. And, and it's just like this huge faceless co- um, corporation tw- yeah. actually tweeted, like you actually believe those, like they said, you actually believe that the, the bottle, pee in bottle things, no one would work for us in that case, except you're among the only company that can provide jobs for, you know, like this last year. So just this last Wednesday, they tweeted that out. And um, and now Amazon appears to be sending their employees into Twitter debates on unionization to try to discourage it. So, yeah, they're just they're like pretty pure, pure evil these days. I mean, like then they had the and especially this uh, uh, coupled with the Whole Foods outbreak and they didn't shut down. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of fucking up Amazon. Um, witness, witnesses are starting to be called the, um, in the case against Derek Chauvin. The defense seems to be characterizing George Floyd's drug use as the cause of death and stating that Chauvin was distracted by the crowd uh, screaming at him to let up on a, an adult man's neck. Uh, the first of the witnesses were younger observers who said Floyd was crying out for help. Um, so yeah, we'll follow that one closely. It seems like the defense is you know, being really despicable in this case, but yeah. what else can you, I mean, what else? You is, expected this though, you know? Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what a better defense would be, honestly, is I like, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is a horrible defense, but I, I can't think of a better one because, you know, it's, it's all there on film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, I don't know, but it is a very, it is a stretch to say that like, oh yeah, we were too, too distracted. I was too distracted by the people saying, stop killing that man to, to you know, stop killing that man. Right. Too distracted to do that. Um, so not many stories today, but all thoroughly depressing. Yes. So Hakeem, I think I think we really, I think we need to laugh today. And and, <laughs> and you know what? You know, because of days like this, where where you know racial violence is so palpable, uh, you know, we can't go to sleep on that. But sometimes. You know, racial humor, which I think we'd agree is is among the most difficult. Uh, Correct. And takes a very skilled comedian, you know, can make us able to understand each other better. Or it can be a shitty caricature with a trash premise from Steven Crowder. So let's take a look at that. Be about the new policy. These people. So, yeah. I'm going to uh, buy a plow, man. I'm going to plant that corn. <laughs> Go get a job there. Barack Obama, mother. I'm the president of plowing that air. You. I thought the last thing they would want to do was be farmers. Wasn't that a big problem yeah. for hundreds of years? Yeah. Isn't that why Arsenio yeah. Hall calls himself the urban man's Johnny Carson? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are people, are people lining up out in the middle of Cornfield, Iowa for new dunks? 
Uh, how would you prove <laughs> this, by the way? Like, how would you prove yeah. that you've been discriminated against? You don't against? have to. You just Well, I didn't say, get that loan. We? Sir, you had no credit. Well, that should not have stopped me from getting the loan. Uh, I planted a henna seed tree, <laughs> but it's not growing. Well, I, well <laughs> technically, it did grow, but XO. Mm-mm. I put it on the ground. <laughs> I planted a VSOP XO tree. I'm getting into some niche esoteric cognac. All right. So, yeah. First of all, those impressions are like from like the 1970s, I think. But yeah, or yeah. or or they're just completely ripped off of uh, uh, of JB Smooth from Curb uh, Your Enthusiasm. I mean, it's just these are lazy, bad comedians who are again. My my right. The context works. of that was very very precise and very good. These are just. I mean, like the character. First off, the character. Like if you're making. Hennessy is a cognac. It's got to be like the grapes even have to be grown in the cognac region of France. So like the, the character, the black farmer character that he's doing, I could, I, you know, I, maybe I can accept that he's, he's too stupid to, to know that part. Yeah. I think they're just playing off the fact that black people. Then does he think that, uh, that there's a plant that's going to grow full bottles of, of Hennessy, that's like a very specific thing. It's yeah, like but, it doesn't make any sense. There's no connectivity. Well, no, what I was gonna say is like if you're gonna do something no racist, you have to it has to be if it's racist up here, it has to be funny up here too. I'll even say if something's racist, if it's super funny, you can at least be like, well, it was funny. This is very, very racist and not that funny. And you can tell the level of comedian. Yeah, this doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's just like a, like you. I think that in order to like make fun, of, even even if like even if you're making fun of someone and completely savaging them, you have yeah. to attribute a certain base lot basic logic to that character so that like you know they can follow through, even if they're stupid. And there's just no there's no connectivity, and also like it's it's just shitting on like a group of people who have been shat on like over and over and over again but like you know in in a way that like he he doesn't understand and then also he's bringing attention to in a in like the most you know like most self-satisfying way satisfied way yeah it's not funny you're not yeah, funny it's a, it's, a, it's a like an unfunny circle jerk so it's funny. It's a complete circle jerk. <laughs> of and it's people. just like what kind what you know, like it's and it's like they're they all it's like Steven Crowder yeah. came in with a bag of lazy stereotypes and, and said, he said, hey, let's, let's grab, all contribute to this. Yeah. So they all everybody grab a, a lazy stereotype and then you can read yeah. one aloud. It's basically like almost like uh What's that game where uh, where you uh, Mad Libs or something? Like that? Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a Mad Libs sort of thing where of of racism, it's lazy like, joke, racist Mad Lib. Yeah, like yeah, what racist Mad Libs. What, exactly. what jokes can we pull from the 1980s and seem and try to make uh, like them funny? Yes, uh, Hennessy and farmers, Hennessy plants. Yeah, uh, and then these uh, two words go together in a in a racism uh, yeah. conversation. Yeah, here we go. Reddit yeah, that's that's and, funny. You know, yeah, it's just like. It's like these are all these car. This deck is all racism, and then this deck is all the whatever topic is uh, the the news of that day, which yeah. is uh, you know aid to black farmers. Well, here's one good thing out that came out of this. It gave us an opportunity to talk about something very important, which is this topic, which is uh, disenfranchise the disenfranch disenfranchisement of black farmers in the historical context of that. So. 
if nothing else came out of this, we at least got that. So last week we briefly touched on this, you know, when we talked about the stimulus bill and uh, $5 billion being calculated to uh, black farmers. And as it were, we have uh, yesterday, who's a second generation black farmer uh, and a retired accountant, and also my dad. And his name is Roy Walker. And we're gonna bring him in off of uh, off a of chat. Off of the beautiful. Let's bring him in. All right. Here we go. Hey, can you hear us? Yes, I can. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Welcome to Smart Talk. Um, this is my uh, co-host. You know, from my uh, partner in internet crime, Jack Dalton. Jack, this is my dad, Roy Walker Jr. Nice to meet you, Mr. Walker. Nice to be met. Nice to be here. You can hear us all right. Everything's coming through. Yes, sir. Very good. All right. So, Dad, um, for those that don't know, uh, what's your just let me know your relationship to uh, black farming. We kind of set it up earlier, you know, with uh, some clips. So, but give your uh, let the people know what your relationship to black farming is. Well, my grandfather was a black farmer in Oklahoma. He got about 180 acres there, and my father, since uh, about '83 or maybe a little before that, it had 40 acres of uh, farm farmland in California. Okay, yeah. Um, so that goes into the history, like, uh, when did he start, uh, grandfather, when did, when did he start farming, do you know? Well, he had a couple of farms, uh, did, um, mountain and bottomland farming. And uh, basically they went in and cleared the, the land and started farming. And my dad, well, my dad was born in 26, so, Grandpa uh, did farming and picking cotton and all that before, and then he got his own acreage after he started his family. It was so it was a very viable thing um, from a business and career standpoint back back then, right? For Black Americans as well as other Americans, right? Uh, that was all they had. There was no Social Security. There was no welfare. You you grew your own food made your own way or you didn't exist. And, uh, you know, one of the things I want to concentrate on is the fact that the reason why we had farming in the South, and mostly that's what it was back then, was in the South, is that they had slaves that come over from Africa that had the rice, they had cotton, they had okra, they had sweet potatoes, and these things they brought over from Africa with them, and they were the ones that knew how to do the farming. So black farming was the farming, and that they were the crop. They made not only the, the slaves their bodies, but the knowledge and everything was the accumulation of the economy of the South and the North, because the North depended on the South to ship to England, all the goods from the South shipped to England and the rest of the world. It's like the black cowboy. We didn't hear about him until recently. But cowboy came from the fact that the, the slaves had to tend the cattle. And most likely they called them boys as a derogative thing and, and, and they were cow punches. And so like my, it's like my dad, he called himself a mule skinner because he used a team of mules to farm and clear stumps and clear land for other people to start farms. 
So he did that until he was about 15 and went off somewhere else. He wanted to go to another city. So he went to Kansas, came back and finished most of his education and then went to California. And then his brothers and my grandpa continued the farm back there in Oklahoma. And my dad always wanted to have his own farm. Uh, he was an entrepreneur, he was a businessman. So he had a plumbing con concern and then he had a farm. And it gave him great joy to get back into farming. So um, in your opinion, what has been like the biggest challenge face facing like black farmers, like historically? It's always been about the money. You can have talent, you can have land, but if you don't have access to capital, it's hard to maintain. Farming is like gambling. Uh, every production year is a gamble because you don't, you can have a great crop and, a, and a, an over uh, underpriced market because there's too much, too much crop. Everybody had a great crop. So it's there, people, farming is in people's blood. They love it. And they, they always want to do it. And they, they say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it next year. And the next year, and the next year. And they keep going. But if they have access to capital, that allows them to keep going. When you have it where only one part of se or segment of the country or uh, uh, people have access to capital, and that's a, that's a hardship. That's really a big hardship. Originally, uh, the slaves had were the horsemen. They were uh, the farmers, and they were. They were, they were a lot of things, uh, you know, as needed, the skills, uh, you know, and we're finding out more and more that they brought over these skills because they did them in Africa before they came here. And so that's why we know that farming is not just a part-time thing for uh, African farmers, African-American farmers. Mm -hmm. They grew up doing it, their ancestors did it, and it's just a part of them, especially in the South. That's about all they know. They were picking the cotton. They were, they were, you know, planting the cotton, harvesting the cotton, and everything else. So it, it's there. And what I see now is that, given an opportunity, more and more young people are going into farming. The uh, most recent uh, COVID nineteen bill being passed that allocated about. $5 billion to impact the disparity between the uh, black farmers and their counterparts. Do you think that will make any impacts on, on that? It, it, it could, but most likely, you know, even though you have the money available, I didn't read the whole bill. I kind of skimmed, skimmed the, the, the uh, highlight, uh, the highlights, you know, the head, uh, yeah the categories and stuff like that and see where the money was going and who was and what percentages was going where. So, you know, black farmers are part of it. And it still has to be the biggest thing we have, biggest problem we have is do we qualify? Most of the time uh, they make these grandiose announcements and it's a sound bite. You know, 
uh, I don't disparage any other minority, but saying $5 million went to Blacks is, is ludicrous because it's cut up so fine before we get in that bill, before we get any of it. And then we have to qualify for it. It was like on the trade, uh, trade embargo with China, we mm. were killed. We, have, we had almonds and we couldn't sell our almonds. We were predicting twice the price of almonds, but with that uh, trade embargo or, or uh, with trade, the trade war, trade trade war, war China, with, yeah, the tariff, the tariff wars, yeah. right? The tariff war with China, we had lost, we had lost half of our uh, projected income. So, so for, for those that are listening and watching, uh, our our family farm uh, started with um, with table grapes and raisins, and then switched in. What year, Dad? Was it a two thousand and like eight? We switched to almonds production for our farm. Uh, it, it was a little little closer than that. It was probably um, more like eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, so it was more recent. Yeah. I thought it was earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, the final one was probably 2018. But it was in transition to go to go from grapes to uh, almonds, right? Right, right, yeah. right, okay. right. Well, yeah, right. so the... So, so, so about 10, we did the first field, and by 18, we completed all the fields. Okay. Yeah, and so the tariffs greatly affected um, our farm directly because of the what we were producing, right? Well, and the fact that... Um, our new almonds were, uh, we had, we, we didn't get our, we had insurance, but we couldn't get anything for the, for that because we didn't have uh, years per, uh, to show the difference. You know, we, our crops were new and you know, you have to wait five to seven years before you get a good crop on each new field. And we didn't have the history to get the insurance. Okay. So that, le that left us out there. And plus the, the price, we lost the price. So farming is just like that. It's unpredictable. It's a great opportunity for people to control their budgeting and stuff like that. Uh, but with access to capital that you have these, you can overcome these hurdles or these things that happen to you. Um, you can continue and, and and be a viable you know entity. Mm -hmm. So um, real quick, we actually, I'm sorry. Uh, could you uh, could you speak on how uh, uh, COVID has uh, affected your the agricultural business like this? The restaurants are closed, right? And some and some people that do truck farming or have specialty farms can't sell their produce, so. They either turn it into the ground, or some people give it to food banks, or sell it at a very, uh, very uh, low cost. Mm -hmm. So, if you can't sell, no matter how much you produce, if you can't sell it, it's a loss. Right, it becomes a waste or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's the, um, and and do you think with uh, even if it is a talking point, do you think that uh, a uh, this byline in the uh, in the COVID uh, stimulus package 
are you encouraged by it? Do you think that, uh, are, does, do you think that, uh, it's heart is in the right place at least, even if it doesn't I, affect you particularly? I, 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 I'm hoping that they'll live up to what they said they have done, going to do. Now, the Black Farmers Association, that I understand, they're going to keep the heat on him, the Secretary of Agriculture, because, Good. you know, it just, it, it, you can have it there in law, but it's, it's like the judges run the courts, the secretary runs ag, where the money goes depends on what they allow, and then how, what is required for the uh, qualifications, how, how can you get it? Right. If they if they have the right heart to give it to the people, then we'll get it. If they don't, and the way that, and you know, it takes a lawyer to read these things. When right. I looked at the bill, so you know, it's it's just we pray that it is. It is sorely needed because all these people are hurting out here, black, yeah. white, Hispanic. Right. You know, all the farmers are hurting. You know, so it, it's needed. I mean, the big farmers. PPEs and and all the other uh, things that that they got money during the the, the uh, uh, trade wars because they got some relief, but it didn't trickle down. And you know that's why we're trying to hope that it will we go to the low people, lower people, the small farmers, and trickle up because we right. we spend the money right away because we need we're the ones that need it mm-hmm. to survive and produce. You know, uh, back back from 1920 to 78, black farmers lost about 90% of their land in this country. And that's like 36 million acres. 90, wow, that's insane. And that was was systematically done, right? Yes. I mean, and it's being done today. It's like in South Carolina, I think it's South Carolina, they have uh, black farms on the coast, Gishigala uh, communities, Gishigala communities that uh, if one person wants to sell in the family, they got it where they fix it up where uh, everybody has to sell. And so, really? yeah, so, and then, you know, the whole family loses the whole, all the acreage. And it being bought up by developers is gonna turn it into coastal resorts. So this is happening every day, all day down there. So there are all kinds of traps for them to get the property. And it is easy to lose it, over, uh, having overpriced loans and everything. You know, it's just. I mean, do you think they're, I mean, a lot of those lands have been in families for generations. Do you think they're, they're, they're obviously targeting uh, black yes. families and black farmers, right? Yes, I mean, they've been there. The Gishigala communities have been there since the 1820s, probably. Yeah. Yeah, they've, so they've been there a long time. We uh, played a clip earlier from this. Uh, this is a conservative team of white comedians poking fun at African-American farmers, even existing um, after the, the uh, stimulus bill was announced, that the line in the stimulus bill was announced. and uh, Kind of implying that they didn't exist. Yeah, and making poking fun. But, you know, um, how has the perception of black people on farming changed over the years? And how do you think we can help to kind of keep the farming up, opportunities uh, viable? 
Well, I, I'm encouraged that there are a lot of young people on the East Coast, a few on the West Coast, and, and uh, many, many in the South that are going into farming. You know, uh, it, it's going to take the young people to con continue it. Uh, and if they're really rediscovering their roots because most Black people started on farms in this country. You know, um, I really think that farming is viable when they have access to capital. And that's going to, it's the, it's the biggest problem they have land and capital. It, you know, it, it takes a lot of money to get the land. And there were grants and things available, but not to black farmers predominantly. And uh, uh, with access to capital and land, they'll do very well. Because some of these people, these young people that have degrees, not in just in horticulture and agriculture, but also uh, in, in the uh, earth sciences, you know, the environmental sciences. So, and, and agriculture, and, and this is what we need. See, it, we're gonna have to get back to, to small farms so our environment will exist. Big farms don't care about the environment, whether it's water, air, or pollution from hog pens, or, you know, chickens that never get off, never get on the ground. You know, my grandmother had chickens run around our farm, and we had a hot house where we hatched the eggs. The, the, uh, the eggs were heated and hatched. That doesn't happen anymore. And it needs to happen so we can have a viable uh, ecosystem around the world. You know? Well, I, got, I led into like what was going to be my last question was about uh, the future and need for Black farming in, uh, let's say, rural areas or uh, urban areas, rather like in Detroit, where we have all this the surplus of unused property, unused land that if someone, there are uh, a few communities here are doing urban farming, but it, uh, how do you see the future for that in areas like this where, you know, the possibility where you have a bunch of unused land, you know, like for example, this city isn't gonna see another 2 million people. So maybe that land can be allocated for more farming and urban farming in, in, in a city that has 83% uh, black population. What do you see as a, a focus or ability to make that happen? Anywhere, as, as long as uh, food deserts exist, farming needs to exist there. There should be, you know, organic farms. There should be whatever kind of farm necessary for all people to have food, good, wholesome food, you know. Um, and I think that the, the young people that are going into farming now have the knowledge and with the help of getting the land and the capital, they'll do very well. And they're sorely needed for these communities. These communities need to be built up, farmings need to be built up in these communities and have local farmers markets where people can buy fresh food. You know, and, and, and you go to a store and they have no vegetables or fruit. What kind of store is that? And Mr. Walker, I hope it'll make you feel better to know that your your son is, uh, it, it, while he's in Detroit, he's not as in as, in as much of a food desert in Southwest as uh, most of the other places. We've got some, some of the best grocery stores right down the street. 
with very good vegetables and produce. Yeah, we're very lucky. Yeah, very, very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Jack, you have any more questions? No, um, thank you. I just want to say thanks, to Mr. Walker, for coming on. We, uh, uh, he was, he brought this up last week, and I was like, it would be great to have have him on talk about black farming in America. So I'm glad you were able to make it. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, Y'all take care and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. I'll, I'll talk you, sir. to you later. Appreciate bye bye. Okay, bye bye. Well, Jack, that was a good. Was that a pretty good episode? How you feel? I, I feel good about it. We'll, 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 like I said, it's always there's always the technical side of things. So we'll see once we once we uh, turn it off. Yeah. Okay. Well, next week we're gonna do a clip show, right? Yes, we're gonna. We are. Uh, okay. Again, technology uh, allowance. So okay. yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> looking forward to it. more clips uh, from from uh, idiots and uh, and you know maybe we'll get some geniuses in there too. Who knows? I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> The, the, there's not a lot of geniuses out there, Jack. No, no, like, let's get, stick to the idiots if we can. It's funnier yeah, that way. Yeah, idiots are way funnier than smart people. We know but, that. you know, maybe yeah. we'll get a Noam Chomsky you know, clip in there. I, I punch down. You know I punch down. I love it. Yeah. No, no, let's punch, let's punch up a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, fair, fair enough. All right, so next week, clip show. Uh, it's Hakeem Walker, Jack Dalton, and Smart Talk. Signing out. See you next time, guys. Next time. Things work, and they something, it's all no